Hello and welcome to this, my first series of podcasts, Conversations on the Menopause. Conversations with real women like you and I about our experiences, what's worked, what hasn't worked and our hopes and aspirations for the future. Hello and welcome back to Conversations on the Menopause. I'm Louise Halliday, your annual host. I'm joined today by a very special guest, <laughs> none other than um, Jill, my mum, the woman who has um, been through my hormonal journey all of my life, through my menopause too, the woman who has inspired me with her determination, her resilience, her strength and her courage. So you can say hello mum. Yeah. <laughs> Hi I'm Jill, I'm Louise's mother. Thank you for joining this conversation You're today. You're welcome. You're I, welcome. I appreciate it's outside of you, your comfort zone somewhat. <laughs> but we'll survive, we'll be all right. <laughs> you will, you'll be great. So you might be sat out there thinking to yourself oh my God, why is this woman doing a podcast with her mum when we live in a world where we're dominated by the opinions of experts who uh, need to educate us? And, and we definitely do need educating around the menopause because for so long it's been such a, a taboo subject where we haven't talked about her. So yeah, we do need education. But we're also told that we need a coach to get us through this stage of our lives when actually up until now we've probably survived many decades of our lives juggling life jobs careers family all different sorts of commitments and we've done it successfully but now we're told we get to the menopause and actually we can't cope and we're in a stage of our lives where women tell tell each other every day that they feel alone and they feel isolated so for me, this is a natural conversation to have with the women around us. So whether it's your mum or your sister or your grandmother or your best friend, or let's face it, we've all been in the situation where any woman with a pulse will do, uh, <laughs> if she'll listen, if, and especially if you've cornered her in a kitchen somewhere. <laughs> um, so for me, it is a natural conversation to have with women who have had a shared experience, but yes, might be different, but they've had that shared lived experience where they can turn to us and say, do you know what? It's okay. And you'll be okay because on the other side, it's so much better. And I can say that I've never felt lonely or isolated because of the woman that sat next to me because she's been there all the way. And she's been the one person that I've been able to like turn to and say, I feel dreadful, or when's this going to end? And she's always been there. So for me, it's that natural conversation, and I'm grateful that I can have it, because I'm mindful that there are lots of women out there for many different reasons that don't have that person that they can turn to. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That's really, really good, Louise. And um, I appreciate what you're saying about the menopause and about generations. Um, And my generation was a very closed 
um, subject, very closed. And a lot of people of my, a lot of women of my generation were, um, were shut down or didn't know where to go, what to do. And we did survive, but we survived with lots and lots of problems. Um, and I'm so pleased now that we can have this conversation and, um, and realize that women have moved on. They've moved on for a lot in a lots and lots of ways. And that's great. That is really, really good um, because that's how it should be. And there's so much help out there now. And when, when I was young, there was none. There was no help at all. And it was hard. It was really, really hard. And I'm not saying it's not hard now because I do think it is still. And we've still got a way to go. But we're getting there. We're getting there. And um, by talking about it and listening to other people's, other women's experiences, then that's the way forward, I think. And, um, and it should be spoken about openly and um, enjoy that conversation with women. Because when you're closed off, you haven't got, you haven't got anything. You've got no comparison. Um, and so that's great. That's good. So can you tell us a bit about your hormonal journey from when you were quite young then? Yeah, my hormone journey was horrendous. Um, I was um, a Jekyll and Hyde um, from when I was quite young and had lots and lots of hormone problems. And I think it's hereditary. And I think that's why you've had so many bad experiences with hormones, because I do think somewhere along the line, it's hereditary. Um, I can't say that for myself because my mum died when I was quite young, so I didn't have um, the opportunity to speak to her about it. But from when I was very young, um, I had really bad, as we used to call it years ago, PMT, which was relevant to your, to your periods and um, your hormones. But I never thought that it was that because nobody ever spoke about it. So I was always in my head classed as a nutter. <laughs> I was a nutter. Um, I was very aggressive, very, very aggressive um, about a week before my periods. Um, and it was like turning a switch on and off. And I could tell you so many different things, but one sticks in my mind is when I was in my twenties. And um, I used to work as a barmaid and um, been depressed for about a week very very hormonal crying everywhere and um thinking i was a nutter and i went to work and i came home at 12 o'clock at night to my flat and it was like a light switch had been turned off on and i stayed up till four o'clock cleaning my flat it was just like unbelievable and very very frightening because i did think there's something wrong with you jill you have major, major problems. And what are you going to do about it? And that was the journey. And the journey lasted for quite a long time. And I have to say, it wasn't pleasant. It was not pleasant. And I went to the doctors and they couldn't help me. Um, and for a long time, I was, like I say, aggressive, very aggressive. And, um, and then I went into um, the menopause. And the menopause were horrendous. <laughs> and the only thing that saved me was a herbalist. And because I'd gone down the route of HRT, HRT was really, really poor for me. 
when I took it, I couldn't function. Um, I really couldn't function at all. So that lasted about two, two months and I come off that. And then I went to a herbalist and he actually saved the day, really. Um, he gave me a prescription that took six months to perfect. I had to perfect that prescription. And I used to go, have to go back every three weeks. And that was quite hard. And it took six months to balance me up. And I stayed with him for eight years and he saved the day. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, it was really, really difficult. But you get through because, but one thing I did come out with, and this is the truth, this is not, I wasn't a nutter. <laughs> I thought I was, but I wasn't. I wasn't a nutter at all. But we spoke, we spoke about this yesterday, didn't we? When we yeah. sort of said that Joe, I thought during that time was when you did all that work on yourself as well. Yeah. And that did project me into looking at myself because I thought it was an usher. And so I went down the route of, of um, lots and lots of alternate, um, not medicine as such, but I went and looked at the Tree of Life. I did lots of um, books. I looked at self-help books, went to lots and lots of um, alternative groups, um, and in a way that did do it, yeah, because I thought there was something really, really wrong with me um, and I needed to sort myself out. But really, it was the hormones that we hadn't really looked into and it changes your personality. Um, we, and again, it's very difficult if you think there's something seriously wrong with you and there's no help there. Um, so... Because you never really had anyone to talk, to, to, talk to like we talked to. Because no. I know you said your mum died, but your mum yeah. died when you were 21. Yeah, my mum died. And there was no there was nobody else there. Um, I was quite alone, if you like. I did have I did have a family that supported me, have to say that, but not in those, not in the um hormonal aspect of it at all. No. So I just clawed my way through as best I could. And I think that's the joy of it now, where people, um, there's so much support. And, you know, that that to me is, is great. It's really, really good. And very hopeful, very hopeful that, but I had to claw my way and find my way, which I did. And I think it did project me into um, becoming a better person because I thought it was me as a personality. And I don't think it was. I think it was me clawing my way through the hormonal imbalance that no one could help me with. Um, but it made me a better person because I did look at myself and I came out, did a lot of counselling, did a lot of different things that helped. Um, so it did shape me in some ways. It did shape me a lot, um, which I'm grateful for. But I do think I was, and I'm going to blow my own trumpet here now, um, that okay. I was very brave <laughs> Yeah. to do it I was very brave to to keep clawing my way um because Louise and I and I have a I had a, a, a joke if you like because we used to say to each other mm -hmm. but I used to say to her put on my headstone here lies a Klingon because that's what I've done for the last 20 odd years just clung on to life so yeah it was it was um hard but we come through and that's where you know that's what it's about it's, it's finding your path through the difficult times. Um, and I certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
well done you yeah <laughs> uh, and I think really it's we've we've sort of we've had similar paths haven't we yes sort of yeah like we have traveled along yeah and I think have. I've been really fortunate that really I did yeah I've sort of I've been a bit of a Klingon at times when you sort of you knuckle down and you sort of think okay this this moment will pass and in a short time and I'll feel a little bit better then for a few weeks and it'll be okay um but um we sort of had that connection between each other because I know that I can talk to you about things that I'll never be able to talk to other people about yeah yeah and we have because of our shared experiences I think as well because of that path of the of menopause and the hormonal um it bring in one way it's brought us a lot closer yeah. because we're very very alike in that yeah. and so it has brought us um much closer than if you hadn't have had any problems yeah. I think that's um that's where we connected yes um yeah which is um is so in some ways we've done a journey parallel haven't yeah. we we've had yeah. done that journey which has been parallel yeah um yeah and yeah. I think any journey is better when it's not alone yeah yeah <laughs> when you've got that person at the we've side got, yeah. of you yeah yeah and it's funny because Louise and I don't need to be in each other's pockets so we don't even have to live by each other but we've always had that connection haven't we yeah no matter yeah. what yeah, and whether I don't think that's all hormones. I think that's just <laughs> we connect. We do, yeah. We connect. And I think again that sort of ties in with the sort of the the wanting to look at ourselves. Yeah. Because I think my I just did that innately from from quite early on. Yeah. And we sort of guided each other along with that, didn't we? In yeah. the end. Yeah. Because we did have because like you said in the beginning when you were that party animal, we did I did sort of remember those conversations where I was saying, you know. You've got to look at yourself first and you'll find oh yeah some... yeah I was a mess I was a complete mess and um and perhaps that's why I had the, the journey of the hormonal journey to make me see and to push me into doing it because I'm really being honest that perhaps I would never have looked at myself if I hadn't had hormone problems and you know if I'd have thought this is me and I'm all right mm. then I don't think I'd have looked at myself but because of the hormones made me feel as though I was something wrong, then I needed to do something. And that, that pushed me into, into looking at myself. Yeah. So really, perhaps that was a good thing in the end. I mean, you can't, if it if it ever a good thing, I don't know. But that's how my journey progressed. Yeah. Um, and it's not comfortable at the time, is it? No. At the time, it is really, really uncomfortable. You have to be very brave to find a path through the hormones if you've got no help and you have to be very brave to find a way to deal with it and within then dealing with yourself as well yeah you know for anyone to look at to to rip themselves apart and then put themselves back together again is no mean feat and you have to be very very brave to do that yeah. And, you know, some people can do it on their own. Some people need guidance or some women I'm talking about because it's a frightening path. It is a very, very frightening path um, when your hormones are raging and you're out of control and there's no one understands it. No. And I think to be with the journey that we've had, I think that sort of helps when you sort of get to the menopause because you've had like we've had like. 20 I had 20 or 30 years of the ups and downs of the emotions mm -hmm. so when you get to your menopause and actually your menopause 
sort of amplifies those feelings you can you sort of have that knowledge that actually this is what it is and I, and it's not me and it will pass and um and it's also it wasn't as frightening for me because I'd been there before but I think if you were a woman who had gone through your fertile years not having PMT or not having any hormone problems Being horrendous getting to a perimenopause where actually you're sort of confronted by all this these different feelings and emotions whether they're physical or emotional or well, you think you're going insane. You would think you were going insane because somewhere along the line, we've all, well, we both of us have said whether that's before the menopause or, or after or in, in it, is that are we sane? Are, you know, because sometimes you think you're not. No. Sometimes you think you're going insane. And that is the thing. That's the connection with every, every woman that has hormone problems because you don't know. Yeah. Is that you? Or is that your hormones? And when you're inexperienced about it, it's frightening. It is very, very frightening. And, um, you know, and you'd want to help anybody. And this is why we're doing this, isn't it? To yeah. try and say to people or to women, I keep saying people, it's not, it's women. You know, you are not insane. You are having a, a bad menopause or a bad perimenopause. And so you need to know that. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're in trouble. Yeah. Aren't you? Yeah. You know, um, and this is why we hope you can get through to some women um, that are out there. And there will be lots and lots of women out there that are going through what we've gone through. Mm. Um, and they need as much help as they can get. Yeah. And uh, but there is that element of the conversation of finding people that you can talk to, you can connect with. Oh, yeah. With. Yeah. They've got to, well, I hope that they have somebody, like I say, that can understand and give them the support because it is it is getting better and better. But there was nothing when I was young. There was nothing mm. at all. Um, and you were on your own. Yeah. And you had to forge your path through to find out. But when I say you were on your own, perhaps not. that's not completely true because there were things out there like my herbalist. Mm. You just have to forge forward and find them. Yeah. And some people can do that and some people can't. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, and that's why it's so you need the more availability, don't you? Yeah. You need to, you need to have the education, yeah. don't you? Yeah. And yeah. I think it's that around the education of this is what the perimenopause looks like. Yeah. For some women and but for every woman, it's different. Mm. And for every woman, you can have choices whether you want HRT or you want to go down a complementary route or it's finding what works best for you and having the confidence to sort in yourself to say, this is what works best for me and I'm yeah. going to go with. But knowing with yourself and knowing, but that's again what it's all about, isn't it? It's knowing yourself and when you grow up in a generation that didn't know themselves and just accepted and nothing was talked about, then you just accepted it for what it was because you didn't see anything other, any other route. No. Whereas now, in some ways, uh, there are lots of routes, and you've yeah. got it's more in your face than it was years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, and that's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's really, really positive. Yeah. And you hope that we've got, you've got, you know, daughters, I've got granddaughters, and you hope that their route is going to be a lot better 
than ours. This is it. I was thinking about this as well because my girls are just turning 13 in a few in a few months and and I don't think I've quite got the 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 conversation. <laughs> I don't think I've quite got it down to to tap yet because I'll sort of sit there and go, well, we're sitting at the dinner table. Let's have a talk about periods today. And, then, <laughs> and, then I saw, and you need to, are you hormonal? You, how are you feeling? <laughs> and yeah, sure, a bit grumpy today. Are you hormonal? Tell me how you're feeling. And they look at me with this look of horror of, oh my. God, perhaps you need mother. to work on your. I need you. to work on my delivery. I think you certainly do. <laughs> but, but hopefully, by the time they get to their 20s, I'll have had plenty of practice. You will. And they're very lucky to have a mother like you because you've been there, you've done it, and um, just work on that a little bit and you'll be fine. <laughs> Coming from the most direct person I know, by the way. She's she's missed that bit out. <laughs> yeah, oh, I should have worked on my delivery about 40 years ago. <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> I think your delivery's got better. Yeah, well, as you say, it needed to to do to get better. But still, we're here, we're We're laughing, and that's the main thing, isn't it? We've done it together, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We have done it together, and we'll continue to do it together. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, yeah. So um, it was interesting what you said about the herbalist there. Um, I've found um, a really interesting website that lo- offers lots of um, evidence-based um, literature around um, complementary practices in um, the menopause, and I'll be um, put. You can access that on the website or in the notes of the podcast. Um, and I can't praise the herbalist enough. I can't praise the um, complementary therapy. Uh, For me, it worked. I'm not saying it's going to work for everybody, but that's another avenue to, um, it's another option to look at if you you can't take um, HRT. Um, And I think they do a marvellous job. I think it, it, you know, but that's how I look at it anyway. I like that route more than the um, medical route. Yeah. And everyone has, like you said before, everyone has to pick their 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 own or choose their own path, yeah. don't they? Yeah. And go from whatever suits them. That's it. And I think mm. if you're going to choose a complementary route, you really make need to make sure that the the person that you you're seeing is is suitable suitably qualified. But so. that's another thing you see, because years ago we didn't even have that. So when you're desperate as I was desperate for a long time. You just pick it and, and that's luck as well. Sometimes yeah. your luck is, is good and sometimes yeah. it's not. Yeah. But you should never stop doing that just because you're, you know, you're scared of going there. You know, just jump. Just sometimes you just have to jump yeah. and it works out. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. Yeah, okay, look at, the, at them, but don't be put off. Just if you feel that that's what you want to do, then do it. I suppose it's being open-minded, isn't it? Yeah. It's being open-minded yeah, it to sort of the opportunities that come your way. Yeah. And I always th- sort of think of it as a bit of a pick and mix, really. Yeah. I can pick these bits of, of therapies or medication and it's forming a whole, really, that supports you as that individual person. Yeah. And sometimes trust yourself. 
go with your gut instinct because you yeah. can look. That's the problem though, isn't it? It's really difficult to trust your gut yeah. instinct when, when you're in the mood. Yeah, and, yeah. You feel and that's exactly it. But I do think also when, um, well, you could call desperation or whatever. I don't know what you'd say, but I still think sometimes you just, like I've just said, you jump because there's no other way to go. <laughs> you just jump because that's all you've got. Yeah. And if you're lucky, and it's to having something. that faith, isn't yeah. it? It's to having yeah. that faith. And it's the faith to think, well, if this doesn't work, then I'll try something else. And yeah. if that doesn't work, then I'll try something else. It's having the tenacity. And the resilience. To do to keep it. Going, and not everyone it? does. But no. you do have to. If it's for you, you've got to really, really fight for everything. You've got to fight for yeah. yourself. And you've got to fight to keep going, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an interesting point because why I've been sort of thinking around the menopause just recently is what if the menopause for some women is this phase where they need to like stop and take a breath and look at the, the situation that they're in and go, is this where I thought I wanted to be all those years ago? Or do I or, want to do something about do, it? Yeah. Or do I not? Because no. there'll be a lot of women that won't. I can tell you a story about somebody that I knew um his it was a, a colleague of mine and he um where I worked with him and his wife was going through an horrendous menopause and she wouldn't go and have anything at all whether that be um complementary or medical because of her faith and she put her faith in God right and she, that's what she got that's what she did and she had an, she had a terrible menopause but that's what she believed in mm. and it and it I don't think it worked for her because she was really bad because he used to tell me about it but that's what she wanted to do yeah and if, she, if that's the path you want to take then no one can say that's wrong no because it's not no. it's your path yeah isn't it yeah um it's just all about opportunities isn't it yeah it's all about opportunities and what you want to take and and it's your it's your journey yeah um, you know, but make sure it's uh, it's not as bad as it should be. You know, <laughs> but that's for everybody to choose, isn't it? Everyone yeah. needs to choose their own, their own journey. And I suppose it is thinking about actually, there are so many things out there now that can help you, and don't be You've scared. Got, well, yeah, and I think it's a very frightening. It is really frightening because you do think you're going mad. You think you you're insane. You're a bad person. You're this. You're that. No, you're not. You're having a natural, um, well, what your body is changing. So it is a natural thing to do. It's just that a lot of the time you don't know that's happening. Yeah. And that's why you have to get to people, to women, to say, yeah, it is natural, but you can help yourself. And, um, yeah, some people want to help themselves. Some, some women don't. Yeah. And um, everyone's got a choice. But make sure you know the choices right yeah make sure you know your choices and that again comes back to education doesn't it yeah yeah of course it does yeah yeah and I suppose it's and but it's being mindful that there are so many sort of like you say opportunities around us for education that it might not necessarily just be you know something that you read in not in a medical article it is talking to other women is yeah you know and the main thing as well is being open-minded because if you're not open-minded, how can you look at the opportunities? How can you see all those choices you've got if you're not open-minded? You can't. 
because no. you close yourself off don't you yeah oh they're not doing that because i'm scared of that oh that's about you know i don't want to go down that route. well how can you've got to be very open-minded but that's difficult if you're having a rough time isn't it yeah as you know yeah you know it's um it's very difficult and it's all about just trying to get through the best way you can yeah you know absolutely with the best result at the end yeah you know because it, it is worth it in the end well, you've I got, think you're, it's... we're worth it as as people individuals and as women we're worth it and you have to fight for it don't That's you it. you fight for whatever you want yeah if there's nothing there it's you like fight. You, what did you what did you say to me years ago you get what you accept yeah exactly you know and that sort yeah. of has sort of stuck with me yeah forever, really. yeah because you do because you the, there's not many there's not many situations that you can't get out of if you have the grit determination and the tenacity but you you know that's easy to say if you're that type of person but if you're not that type of person then it's very very it's very hard to do that isn't it yeah you know and that's what i i personally find very very difficult to accept in other people i find <laughs> that because i am that type of person then i expect everybody else to be and it's not and people are not like no. that and you know you just got to help them as best as the best way you can so what have you found on the other side of the menopause once it was all over and you, you're post-menopausal? Because you've been post-menopausal now for like how many years? 20 odd years? 20, 20 years. Is it um, how you thought? Well, you probably didn't have any I didn't, thought of I how didn't it was going to be afterwards. No, I didn't. And if I'm, if I'm honest, um, it's, not, it's not been a revelation. It's not been anything. It, what I would say, it's been peaceful. Right. And that for me was all I wanted. <laughs> I wanted peace because it was so traumatic over the years and all the, you know, so I got what I wanted. Yeah. I got the peace. And I have to say, it's been, it's been lovely. It's been really, really good because you haven't got to worry about all that um, emotional turmoil or whatever. And for me, I, I then carried on and did a lot more work on myself in, into my 60s. And that gave me peace. Um, so for me, all I can say is after the menopause, it was peaceful. Yeah. And that's what Great. we can. Yeah. And that's all we can um, hope for. Yeah. Is peace within ourselves. Um, and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say about that piece in your 60s, you did all that work on yourself into your 60s, because it's worth saying as well, when I spoke about courage, that you left your partner of 20 years when you were in your 60s. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that, again, takes some sort of degree of courage again. Yeah, it does. To, and to everyone do said, everyone, and I'll just give some people hope, you know, so it doesn't really matter how old you are. You know, if you want to do whatever you want to do, then do it. Because people said to me when I, when I left my partner and um, when I was 63, oh, you won't get a job. Oh, you won't get you won't get anything. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, let me tell you. I had seven jobs and I had four flats and I am where I am now and it didn't stop me and it will it shouldn't stop you no. no matter what you you know just keep forging ahead yeah keep forging ahead do what you want to do but the one thing I would say out of it all is know yourself now some people might be able to do that some people mm. mightn't but to get through this life you need to know 
yourself very well. And I think that's the sad thing as well, that lots and lots of women don't take the time to know themselves enough. Or trust themselves. Or trust that well. Or love themselves. Well, yeah. And the only the only way you do all that is by knowing yourself. Yeah. And you trust yourself when you know yourself. Yeah. And you love yourself when mm-hmm. you know yourself. So it comes back to the, the main thing is know yourself. Mm. And that's what gets you through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say now. I think, <laughs> I think it's enough. all been said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and good luck to all those women out there <laughs> that are looking for their path. I hope you find it. So to finish was just to say thank you and I love you. And I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to kiss you again. (laughs) Thank you. You have been listening to Conversations on the Menopause with me, Louise Halliday. For a positive approach to your hormonal transition, please visit my website, atreraaromatics.com. That's Atreira, O-T-R-E-R-A, where we celebrate the nature of womanhood. You can also find me across various social media platforms. Thank you for listening and please feel free to contact me with any questions or to join the conversation. I really hope you'll join me again next time.